Welcome to the Elopement Podcast, the first ever wedding planning podcast dedicated entirely to couples who are ditching tradition and instead choosing what speaks to them most. I'm Ruth Ann Z, an intimate wedding and elopement photographer, and I eloped too. So trust me, I get it. This podcast exists to serve you in a season that not many others can understand. From planning advice, tips, and tricks, to candid conversations with couples, vendors, and even my husband, I'm here for you. I can't wait to help you plan the most kick-ass day of your life. So, let's go. Hello, welcome to the Elopement Podcast. My name's Ruth Ann Z, and this is the guest episode. Um, I have had this episode requested probably no less than a dozen times in the last six months alone, um, and I think it's for a good reason. There are a lot of ins and outs to being a guest at an elopement, a lot of questions that people may have if they've never been to a ceremony this size. Um, so I wanted to create an episode that would give you some ideas of what to expect, how to prepare, the do's and don'ts of being a guest at an elopement, um, and all of the ins and outs between. Um, so... If you've got questions, I've got answers. Uh, So we're going to get started with just some general expectations and kind of go from there. So given that elopements are kind of a traditionally solo act of getting married, um, being just the couple, um, a lot of people have never been to one. There are a lot of opinions floating around about what makes and defines an elopement. And I would say, especially post-pandemic, and because of the pandemic, elopements have kind of had a rebirth unlike anything they have had before. Um, They've been on the rise for the last seven to 10 years as is, but I would definitely say with COVID-19 and all of the implications that that left on the wedding industry, um, a lot of couples opted to just elope. And whether that meant just the two of them or having some close family and friends in attendance, it was the same concept. Um, so most of us in the industry classify and as a lo- classify an elopement as 20 guests or less. Um, but elopement mostly, in our opinion, refers to the intentions that are being set and shying away from tradition and societal requirements of how you get married. Um, so if you don't think that the wedding you're attending is an elopement, just know it's kind of subject to a new definition. And um, I would be willing to bet you that the couple is not looking for your input on that. Um, and I always say, like, if you are one of the lucky ones to be in attendance at an elopement or wedding of this size, congratulations. Like, you are so loved and valued to be included on this very small list um, and just know that your presence is all that they're asking for from you. Um, So that I don't say that either to put like more pressure on it or anything, but it means that they also trust you to support and empower them throughout the experience um, and also in the future. So it's a big, it's a big deal to be invited to an elopement. Um, there's no typical piece of an elopement that you can expect at every single one, except for the ceremony. <laughs> That's pretty much consistently always a part of an elopement. Um, the other things though that, you know, might be part of the day would be a meal that takes place afterwards. There could be a break in between the ceremony and whatever meal or after party you're having, depending on timing so that the couple can get photos at golden hour. Um, That is a really big priority for eloping couples is to spend 
you know, a good portion of their budget on a really quality photographer so that they can have the most epic of epic photos. Um, and so there may be a little bit of a break in between the ceremony and whatever comes next. Um, it's really, really, really important that you support them in this. And I say this because I get a lot of people who are like, my mom is just really uncertain about us going, you know, off for photos and feels like it's rude to everybody who's come to town and, you know, whatever, whatever. And my mom would probably say the same thing, but I would like to encourage you that this is their only opportunity to do this. Um, if everybody has come to town and they have lodging, it's especially less of an issue because there's a place for everybody to hang out in the interim. And it's a really great way for you to be able to regroup, feel like you have a ta- have time to take a breather, grab a snack, um, go see part of the town that you weren't maybe anticipating on having time to see otherwise. Um, but I say all of this to encourage you to encourage them to do what makes the most sense for them and what they are hoping to accomplish because the photos are likely one of the most important pieces to them. So look at the time in between as a way to connect with the other guests. Maybe they're people you haven't seen in a long time. Um, You can definitely take a breather. You could speak some intentions and prayers over them. Um, And the ceremony is usually pretty quick and nobody's standing for too, too long. So um, a lot of times I also encourage my couples to have some sort of of, uh, like champagne toast or cupcakes or charcuterie spread immediately following the ceremony so that they get a little snack too and we get to spend some more time with family before we leave for a couple of hours. So that's just my personal approach to that. Um, it's also really important to note that most of the time elopements do not have a traditional ceremony set up. So there's no chairs, there's no altar, there's no aisle, there's oftentimes no music. Um, and that's what kind of makes it so special is that the magic is brought by the couple and their guests. And I look at that as a really big honor for you. Um, and obviously every place is different, but not most of the national forests within the United States and st- state and national parks require a permit to have a wedding with any kind of props, even if it's just 10 people. Um, So, you know, that is especially true on national forest land. You need a permit on most state and national park properties to get married, whether you have props or not. But um, that's kind of the beauty of working with somebody who's going to be able to take you on to national forest land is that you don't really have to worry about bringing in all of the excess. You get to just kind of be an exist in nature and allow that to kind of set the stage. Um, So moving on to elopement etiquette, now that you kind of know what to expect, um, you've been invited, you know what's going to go down. (laughs) Now what? (laughs) Uh, First things first, when you arrive, put your phone on silent, put it away unless you have been specifically asked to take photos or videos for any reason. Um, And I'm going to say this again, put your phone away, turn it off, put it on silent. It doesn't need to be present. A lot of people say, why Ruthann? That feels dramatic. I want to take a photo too. And in my case specifically, couples are spending money and time and a lot of effort, a lot of effort to work with me to create a very specific environment for their ceremony and their ceremony photos, um, to create an aesthetic that speaks to them, to showcase the beauty of the day in fullness. And I promise you that I'm not just like a grumpy photographer saying all of this, but no photo you can take on your iPhone is better than the one that the photographer is going to be taking of that exact moment. And that's not personal. It's just real. So 
If anything, there's a huge risk of your phone being in the pro photographer's shot and maybe ruining it. Um, it's really annoying to have to Photoshop that sort of stuff out. And it also, um, it also is really, I feel like counterproductive to what the couple has asked you to be there for. As I said earlier, you are a really special person to them if you've been invited to this day. So show up with fullness and with gratitude and with a lot of love and be as present as you possibly can for them. Um, The day is being documented. You don't need to worry about that. So the best way to honor the invite, the relationship, and the couple is to be fully present and engaged with them as they say I do. And this goes for really any form of camera or device um, unless specifically asked by the couple. Like I said, let their photo and video people do the rest. Um, They know what they're doing. They're professionals and the couple chose them for a reason. As I said, you know, a lot of a lot of couples who elope spend a good portion of their budget on the best photographer that they can find. So the second piece of etiquette that I get questions about all the time relates to the ceremony itself. And uh, that is, are there sides? What if they don't walk down an aisle? Is that awkward? What do we do after they say I do? So typically, guests will stand wherever they want. And I personally always ask to to leave a figurative aisle for me to move around in and have photos be centered. I like to have, you know, things be even and look uh, symmetrical. Um, But every ceremony begins differently. So sometimes um, a bride will walk herself down the aisle. Sometimes couples will walk together to the altar. Sometimes there's no walking at all and they just stand in place and we we start the ceremony from there. Um, And I know that as a guest, it can feel super awkward to do this because it's not what you're used to at weddings, but I encourage you to be excited and cheer the couple on. So clapping and a little bit of cheering is always welcome, at least at my ceremonies. Um, There's nothing wrong with, you know, a little bit of excess emotion. This isn't a big event where we're trying to have really proper etiquette. This is the closest people to the couple and they're probably looking for your most authentic form of engagement. So just keep that in mind as, you know, as you kind of navigate through that. So um, you can definitely expect the ceremony to be different than others you've been to. There are never any rules. I've seen couples kiss mid-ceremony, asked to repeat the vows to really take it all in and like solidify, you know, the words to memory. Um, I've asked or I've seen couples ask to take a few minutes to let a jet pass because they couldn't really hear, or maybe a niece or nephew was crying and they wanted to give a moment to allow that to be taken care of. And the beauty of the elopement space is that it is honest and we're stripping away the expectations and necessity of things to be perfect, which is usually why they're choosing this in the first place. They don't want the societal expectations, the pull for perfection to be uh, weighing on them on their elopement day. So elopements allow for a really genuine level of authenticity to exist regardless what's happening. So don't feel awkward about inconveniences. I have had elopements literally interrupted by gunshots um, at a nearby shooting range and we just went with it. Like there's nothing, there's nothing else to be done. And the reality of it is, is that life is a little messy like that sometimes. Um, So as the couple moves through ceremony, I again encourage you to be engaged and supportive, um, laughter and cheers, whatever you feel is appropriate based on the relationship you have with them. When they're pronounced married, whoops and hollers and clapping is so fun. Um, I love to see families just immediately go in for a hug after. There's no there's no need to stage anything in this because you're with your people. And um, something that is an almost always absolute no-no, however, and I'm going to be very clear about this, um, 
is throwing any sort of confetti. That is something that a lot of people feel like they could hang on to as far as tradition goes. Um, So people will throw confetti, rice, flower petals, you know, whatever. Um, And if you're in nature, that's just not a great idea. Uh, It's not good for the wildlife. It's not good for the environment. Um, An eco-friendly alternative would be like bubble gums with you know, eco-friendly soap. Um, So if you want to shower them in something like that, that's a really great idea. But as far as like even dried flower petals, unless they are native to the area, um, I do not recommend that because they don't belong there. So now that we have tackled etiquette, um, we're going to move into guest attire. And this is a question that I think sometimes ends up feeling like the most daunting because People are like, well, what do you wear to an elopement? Is it fancy? Is it not? And these are all great questions. First of all, ask the couple if there are any colors that they would like to avoid or aim to include. Personally, as somebody who eloped myself, I asked all of my friends and family, or just our family, excuse me, to wear differing shades of sage and olive green, as well as, uh, you know, blues and natural colors that kind of went with our location. The reason for that is because I really wanted these to be beautiful photos that showcased the nature and also didn't compete with each other as far as the people and the backdrop went. Um, So a quick note to my couples is I highly encourage you guys to do that. If that's something that um, appeals to you, you can send a general color palette. You can find those on Pinterest. Um, You can also email me if you are one of my couples. Um, Like I said, I did this for my element and I love that our photos were cohesive because of it. Okay, so Back to what you should wear as a guest. You can ask the couple if they have any preferences. Um, But in general, I suggest that first and foremost, you are comfortable. Number two, you have to wear good shoes. (laughs) We will come back to this. (laughs) Three, uh, don't wear any super bright or vivid colors that might draw attention away from the couple. If they're getting married in the mountains, it's a good idea to have a game plan for a jacket that won't clash if you decide to wear it while they get married. Um, I've had family members show up in awesome outfits and then cover it up with like bright red or orange jackets. Um, And it just kind of ruins the vibe. It's it's not the end of the world, but it just kind of ruins the vibe. So um, definitely think about that if you're gonna be in a place that might get chilly. And coming back to point number two, the last but maybe most important piece of your outfit that we need to spend some time on is your shoes. I personally tell all of my couples to make sure that their guests understand we will likely be walking through the woods. Sometimes it involves a little bit of snow. Sometimes it involves an incline or a descent. And when I tell them to wear good shoes, I do not mean wedges instead of stilettos. I mean good shoes that you can balance in, move around in, and have good traction in. So um, you can always change your shoes once you get to the ceremony site. Definitely, you know, doable there. But flimsy sandals, heels, and slippery dress shoes – are a big no-no when you're trudging through the woods. And if this couple is doing an adventure elopement, you can expect that you need to have some flexibility in walking through the woods or wherever they are going. So um, I still recommend flats or block heels just in general. But, you know, if you do end up wanting to wear nicer shoes, you can totally change into them once we get there. Um, So you know, if you're told to wear good shoes, please listen. It's not in vain. Um, I've had parents slip and fall because they didn't listen. Like dads are notorious for being like, no, I'm good. I'm super tough. Like 
I'll be fine. And then they end up on their booties and I feel really bad. So um, definitely, you know, wear the good shoes. I've also seen guests take their shoes off to uh, walk in the snow because the shoes were so impractical. Um, So you have the power to avoid these, you know, encounters. Tennis shoes are an okay thing to wear to this wedding. Trust me. It will be all good. Um, I also really, really love Allbirds. Um, if you're looking for like a new pair of single color shoes, um, they do have shoes for both men and women, and they are really nice in like solo color. So I wear those actually quite a bit for for working elopements, and so um, they're very comfortable. I can tell you that much, and uh, are a good option to have if you if you want to just pick something kind of new um to wear to the wedding okay so just to close the last thing that I really want to reiterate is that you have been invited as a very small group of people to witness this day and it can be very tempting to give unsolicited advice to share opinions to make suggestions but unless you are asked and I mean explicitly asked it's really important that you keep those things to yourselves Um, and do your best to empower the couple to do what they want. So even if it's non-traditional, unconventional, and just doesn't make sense to you, um, as an elopement photographer, I talk to a lot of couples who end up frustrated and discouraged and even feeling really burnt out by the unsolicited advice from friends and family throughout their elopement planning process. And it's super discouraging. And the empowerment and bravery that it takes to even stand up and say that this is the kind of wedding you want in the culture that we live in is a really big deal. So if they regret something someday, they won't resent you for not telling them not to do it. They'll laugh and say, oh, well, because it's just one day. Um, And no one gets it right 100% of the time. I have never met a couple who regretted eloping, literally not once. And I've been doing this for five years. So try to rest in the fact that you're a big enough part of their lives to be present and that that is the greatest gift that you could give them in this season. So with all of that, I am so excited for you to experience an elopement as a guest. I hope this was helpful. Please remember to wear good shoes, show up with a lot of stoke and excitement, and uh, go get your people married. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you have a spare second, go ahead and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me. And of course, if you have any questions about today's podcast episode or would like to request a topic, you can email me at theelopementpodcast at gmail.com.